I think there's a hierarchy of it. I think Tinder is the worst in Ghana. I think Tinder is the worst because Tinder is so bad that even in somebody's bio, they put no hookups or hookups for 300 cities. I mean, how bad can it be? It's horrible. So I've actually come across a profile on Tinder that stated these two words in capital letters. Not interested. Followed by these two words. In hookups. The rest of the profile read, looking for fun and chill. Not interested in relationships. And lastly, I am no sugar daddy. (laughs) Oh boy. Welcome to GH Tinder, a site I was only on for research purposes. And by the time I finished, you guys, I was glad that my preference has always been traditional dating. You know, organically meeting a person in real life and through conversation, determining if I'm going to give him my number, my email or a fake number. Usually it's a cousin's number that I've memorized. And so if he does call me right there, well, he'll hear the phone ring. Now, while various forms of online dating have been around since the 17th century, back then it was a personal ad published in a journal, it wasn't until 1995 that Match.com was created and became the prototype for the online dating sites that we use now. I joined Match because I'm a single dad. I'm new to the area. Just tired of the bar scene. It's hard to meet someone when you're always working. I want to try something new. Match.com. More dates, more relationships, and more marriages than any other site. I thought, you know, why not? Start for free today. Want to give a quick shout out to Black Planet. You know, the first of its kind for us and by us. (laughs) That thing was juking right around the time when cash money was taken over for the nine-nine in the 2000s. Hey. Fast forward to the year 2020 when online dating became necessary thanks to the coronavirus. Now, do you remember the first three months of 2020? There is news tonight from the royal family. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle will officially step down as senior members on March 31st. The L.A. Times is reporting that retired Los Angeles Lakers basketball star Kobe Bryant has been killed in a helicopter crash. It happened this morning. Huh says he genetically edited human embryos, not just for research, but for implantation, leading to the world's first births of genetically altered humans, baby girls. Now, do you remember your dating life during the first three months? Some of y'all were hanging on to thin strands, trying to save and restore a relationship that probably passed its expiry date. We're good, and I was... I was thinking about the next step in the relationship, which was uh, marriage. And so when I go back, I go back in January, February, March. I think lockdown was in March, yeah? Lockdown was in March, yeah. So somewhere mid middle of March, she was like, she wanted to see me. And I was like, okay, uh, where do we meet? And she was like, okay, let's meet at uh, KFC 18 Junction. I was like, all right. So I went there, 
I went to that day, and that day she was like, she wanted to end things. And I'm like, not again. While others were trying to figure out a seamless way to break up from their relationship so they could reemerge onto these pothole-filled streets in Accra. But one very casual disagreement led to him saying, I can't do this again. Let's break up. And then I was like, yeah, we should. And, you know, we, we, we usually had arguments where we get to that point that he's like, oh, let's go. And I'll always cry and beg and all of that. But that day I was like, you know, yeah, let's, please, let's. And he came back later, like trying to take it back. But I think my mind had been made up long before the words were said. This is The Love Is Podcast, a podcast dedicated to sharing stories on love, dating, and relationships from Africans on the continent and those within the diaspora. It is a third of The Love Is franchise, and I am the creator and your host, Agnes Into. This is episode one, titled Swipe Right. And in this episode, I look into how the pandemic changed the dating lives of Efokosi and Mori, both based in Accra, Ghana. These will be broken into three parts. Post-pandemic, during the pandemic, and we begin with pre-pandemic. During this time, Efokosi was completing his master's education in Leeds, a city in England, and was in an on-again, off-again relationship that began in 2016. Their first breakup happened in 2018. I woke up one morning. No, no, I, I didn't even wake up. It was around 2 a.m. Um, I was I was from the library. I just got into my room. Um, I had I had uh, some papers to submit. My end of semester papers to submit. So I was a bit hot. I was a bit under pressure. So around 2 a.m., I got back from the library. I got into my room, and then I got a message from her. And then she was like, she wants to break up. She wants to break up. That was around 2 a.m. And at that time, I was like, this is not the time for it to be sending me this message because I was under pressure. There was a lot on my mind. So I think I was, I was a bit pissed. So I was like, okay, you know, we want to break up, fine. Go ahead. Have a good life. And that was it. They reconciled in January 2019. Mari was also in an on-again, off-again relationship pre-pandemic. They were together for nearly a decade. However, in 2019, Mari came to a painful realization. Um, I, I think I, I realized I had fallen out of love a couple of like months or a year. But I wasn't willing to leave because this is somebody I had been with all these years. I didn't know how to live life without him. And I was scared and I was, you know, confused. And there were things that were happening that were not normal. But I kept telling myself that they were normal. After Efo Kosi and his girlfriend reconciled in 2019, he had been receiving information from his friends that... Oh, there was this guy that was trying to move to her, you know, and that kind of thing. And I was like, if that is what um, is happening, then let me just talk to her. Because one of our, the policies in our relationship was honesty and open communication. 
so I, so I spoke to her and I told her, okay, this is what I'm hearing from people. How true is it? And she was like, well, yeah, there's this guy in her church who's been talking to her, you know. And I was like, okay. And what are you doing about it? She was like, she's not doing anything about it. I mean, he, she's just friends with him. There's nothing going on. One of their policies in their relationship was honest and open communication. And so in spite of what Efokosi's friends were telling him, whatever his girlfriend said, he believed because, well, he trusted her. I mean, she had no reason to lie to him, right? While his friends cautioned him, saying, They were getting really close and I approached her again. Efokosi maintained his trust in his girlfriend because, after all, There's nothing going on. Now, there are three things that cannot be hidden for long, and they are the sun, the moon, and the truth. A few days after Efokosi's girlfriend's birthday, she wanted to confess. So I think the next day, or two days after, then I told her, okay, what, so I asked her, what did she want to talk about? And then she confessed to me that um, she had a, a male best friend who I was aware of. And um, he said he liked her, but she didn't know how to say no to him, so she said yes. And that was in December of 2018. So the reason she broke up with me in December 2018 was because of her best friend who said he liked her and she couldn't say no. So when she agreed that we'd get back together, she was dating the two of us. But because I was not in the country, she could, you know, hide it. During the pandemic, Efokosi returned to Ghana in January 2020 and began planning the next stage of their relationship, marriage. So somewhere mid, middle of March, she was like, she wanted to see me. And I was like, okay, uh, where do we meet? And she was like, okay, let's meet at um, KFC 18 Junction. I was like, all right. So I went there. Uh, I went there that day and that day she was like, she wanted to end things. And I'm like, not again. So I asked her why she was like, she's not, she's not into it. I'm like, what do you mean by she's not into it? What is she going? She was like, she's going through certain things that she cannot talk about. And I'm like, that's not right. If we're in a relationship, you're supposed to be able to share your issues with me and I help you through them. That is what we are supposed to do for each other. And besides, I've told you that I'm thinking of the next step in our relationship. So where is all of this coming from? She was like, she didn't, she had things, issues she wanted to fix, family issues. And I'm like, but that's no excuse. But her mind was already made up. And I am the type of person who I won't force you to do what you don't want to do. That was one of the tenets of our relationship. We don't force each other to do what the other doesn't want to do. So she wanted out. I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll, I won't, I won't force you to stay in it. If you want out, you want out. But know that this is the last time I'll be doing this. I mean, I can't keep doing this back and forth with you. So if you're breaking up, we're breaking up. And she was like, fine. Within the first few weeks of March 2020, it became painfully clear that Mari and her boyfriend were at the end of their relationship. So leading to our breakup, yeah, leading to our breakup, we were already in a rift, we're having issues. I, 
I was in a headspace where I'd rather not because we would we would fight. You know? So when the breakup happened, when he said the words, let's break up, I was feeling relief at that point. Relief in the sense that, oh my God, finally, he said it. I didn't say it. It came from him. He is to blame. He asked for it. You know? Both Efokosi and Mari's breakup happened days before the lockdown in Ghana. All right, so the Ghana Medical Association has, has issued a statement calling on President Kufadu to direct uh, lockdown of the country to help contain the spread of the virus. It comes as the... On the other hand, the Interior Minister Ambrose Derry is dismissing calls for a total lockdown of the country over the coronavirus pandemic, insisting... Mari, who at the time was sharing an apartment with her now ex-boyfriend, decided to go home and be with her family. Initially, she was relieved after the breakup. I mean, she gained a new sense of freedom. But then, weeks went by and she began to experience a certain form of regret. And then, after you go through that phase, you're faced with the reality of, okay, I've been with this person for almost a decade and I'm going to be alone. What am I going to do with all that time? Even if that time was meant for fighting, what are you going to, now you have your freedom, what are you going to do? How do you get into the world and date again? How do you, who do you call? I went through the, okay, should I go and beg face? But then it wasn't, that face wasn't even entirely hard for me because he kept calling. He kept wanting to make things right because we had not had that conversation where I was, I had fallen out of love with him. I was running away from that. So he kept calling, like, let's get back together. It was just a mistake. I made a mistake. You know, let's, let's work it out. Let's sort out the anger. Let's, you know, but I was, I was ready to enjoy my freedom, but this is me re ready to enjoy my freedom. And I didn't know where to start. So where do you meet people in Ghana? Nightclubs and lounges, restaurants, bars, sports club, yoga studio, networking events, church, weddings, the Wache line, mm -hmm. naming ceremonies, traffic, and funerals. Mm -hmm, yeah, my people have been exhibiting Mr. Omar from the sitcom Everybody Hates Chris behavior before he even made it public. My husband just died of a heart attack. Tragic. Well, since he's dead, you want to go out to dinner? I could eat. During the early stages of the lockdown, each and every one of these places were either closed or banned. And so this newfound freedom that Mari was yearning for was to be found where? During the pandemic, I realized, you know, dating sites were kind of like, Oh, you're doing that. Because I was in a relationship at that time when the dating sites era was coming up. So I was like, oh, you people, what are you looking for? You know, that kind of thing. But then when I got out of my relationship, I felt extremely, extremely judgmental. Like, what are you looking for? Do the normal thing. Boy meets girl, you know, date an old schoolmate or something. But on a dating site, somebody you don't know, going on a blind date, are you crazy? What happened to your mother telling you not to talk to strangers? It was very crazy for me. 
But then when I hit the lonely route, yeah, I went to look for dating sites. Horrible experience, all of them <laughs> in Ghana. Well, the dating scene in Accra isn't much to rave about. And so I can only imagine what or who was found on the dating sites. And if you've watched episode one of The Love Is Show, you'll know that Fiona, a cast member and a dear friend of mine, is on Tinder. Best things that happened to me on Tinder is I've caught some of my friends cheating husbands. Yes. Yes. What? Yeah. Scandalous. Now, back to Mari, who at the time tried sites like Tinder, Bumble, Badoo, Facebook, Telegram, and WhatsApp groups. And when it comes to the worst of those sites? I think there's a hierarchy of it. I think Tinder is the worst in Ghana. I think Tinder is the worst. Because Tinder is so bad that even in somebody's bio, they put no hookups or hookups for 300 cities. I mean, how bad can it be? The next one was, uh, I think the next one is a tie between um, the Facebook and the WhatsApp groups. Because those ones, you're like competing with people who are doing it for money. You know? Because the person is trying to say, oh, let's go out or something. And then you're like, okay, let's chat privately. And then they ask you, how much? And I'm like, how much for what? <laughs> yeah, like, they don't have the decency to even say, oh, what's your blood type or something? Like, how much? I'm like, what are we selling? Mm-hmm. Now, this is how the system works in these social media groups. Say you're in a group chat and you want to privately speak with someone within that group. Hey, how are you? Look good. You would contact them privately, but before engaging in proper dialogue, a price would be mentioned, typically from the woman. Oh, 600 this girl, they can't charge me 600 She decreased. She demoted. And if the individual can't afford that price, then the conversation between both parties begins. $600, Charlie. It's something for parenting. Charlie, it should be worth it. Charlie, I eat my body. Sure, why not? And through conversation, they can see if there is more than any physical attraction going on. This price is offered in the very beginning, so if nothing transpires between the two, then, well, the time that one party dedicated to engaging with the other is compensated for. So, you're not wasting my time. I know. I know. You're probably thinking what I thought once Mari put me on game, which is... What in the absolute hell? When did the initial stages of dating, the getting to know the other person to see if there's anything in common, you know, those long hours spent on the phone either talking or texting, become bartered and sold for like a commodity? Especially during the pandemic when so many people were feeling lonely. (sighs) Why is there a price tag on love? Love is not free nowadays. <laughs> Everybody will hustle you. You know, and the worst one, 
the worst one are those guys that won't pay, but then when they take you out, they want you to pay. Listen, I keep advising my friends and relationships to be grateful that they found suitable mates because these streets, <laughs> especially those pothole-filled ones in a hey, it leaves nothing to be desired for. And if you don't need to be in these streets, sit your ass at home. I beg. Why? Mari found this out the hard way after she was catfished for swiping right. Disgraceful human being. He was on Tinder. So, here's the thing. I'm not one to be picky about the way someone looks for me to date them. But I hate it when you lie to me. So, on Tinder, let's start from there. First of all, I was frauded. His photos were... It was him, but not him. Let me explain. I got the beards I requested. I got the eyes I requested. But when you show up at my doorstep with a lazy eye, why did you put it in your bio? You wanted to fetty wap me. It was very scary. <laughs> you know, like you order like Michael B. Jordan, then you get like Pirates of the Caribbean pirates with glass eye. I'll be like, what is happening in this place? And on top of it, it's like, oh. So when I saw the eye, I didn't want him to come inside. So I was like, oh, do you want to step out? Do you wanna, let's go somewhere. And I can get that maybe he wasn't prepared. He thought it was just going to be like an indoor hangout thing, you know, so he didn't come prepared. And then you come with your 10 fingers. That's very questionable. But that's fine. I don't judge. And then we go out and we didn't even get anything. We went to like what? Um, Pinocchio? No, it wasn't Pinocchio. It was the other one. Pinkberry. And then we get Froyo's. And then... I get mine, a very tiny cup, because obviously, then again, he didn't know we were going out, so I was not going to, like, do any damage. And this guy gets a large cup. I was like, oh, okay. And then he, you know, piles it up with all the, and even got extra toppings, the very expensive one, the six city one that uh, doesn't make sense, but they keep telling us to get. He gets, like, three of that on top of his four toppings. And when we're done, the girl was like, this is the bill. Mine was, like, 20-something CDs, and his was, like, 70 something cities and he's like oh ask the girl and i was like hey and he was like oh yeah and i was like okay so i paid that thing we go and sit down and i'm like wait hold on you just made me pay for it and he was like yeah but you brought me here i was like, hey we interrupt the story to bring you this psa which stands for public service announcement which is greatly needed in this era are you ready Okay, men, yes, listen closely to you. Mm-hmm. Check me out, all right? The first date, eh, should always be covered by you. And here's why. Uh, I mean, it can mean, it can mean different things to different people. Um, but what paying on the first date or just taking care of things, I think I like the way you put that, taking care of things on the first date signifies uh for me is just a man's ability to um be thoughtful um to plan to be a man of action um because we're not necessarily talking about do- you know dollar value or the or the cost of the date but the level of thoughtfulness and planning um 
that allows the lady or the woman that he's pursuing or trying to get to know better to just be comfortable, not think about anything but getting to know you. And, um, you know, I think the way you demonstrate that is a preview into uh, what that relationship will be like, you know. So, um, brothers, put a little time in, you know, put a little thought into that first date and, um, you know, sweep that sweep that young lady off her feet, man. Chivalry's not dead. In most cases, when a man asks a woman out on a date and, and, and is providing the opportunity to pay for that date, it's supposed to represent the thought process that he can provide. You know, he's going to be able to, to, to cater, to provide, and he's capable of making sure that she's taken care of. And, and, and it's really just that simple. It's nothing too deep in, into it because when a man hands over his check, pays, pays for the bill, or hands over his card, is meant to represent, hey, I'm the leader of this situation. I'm, I'm providing for my girl, especially if that is in, the intent is for him to marry this woman or, you know, with the intent of dating to marry. And now, back to the remainder of Mari's date. I say, hey, chivalry is not dead. It's somebody's uncle. I stared at the ice cream and looked at his one eye the whole time. Oh, it was as fast as I could eat my ice cream. And I don't have, like, feeling in my mouth, so I don't have a brain freeze. I, like, gulped it and then I laid a Bible. <laughs> I didn't leave, obviously. I was like, I right, bye. And he was like, oh, my ice cream. I was like, oh, you can package it to go. And he was like, oh, okay. And so I went outside and then he got, you know, and that's the funny thing. He got, he ordered the Uber and he made it two stops. So he wanted to, to drop himself off first and then the car would go and drop me off and then I would do the final thing. When, when that thing happened, I think I heard my mother's voice for the rest of the day. Don't talk to strangers. Like, it was, it was wild. <laughs> it sounds like another Tinder swindler. Don't send me lies. I know how to lie. I can teach you how to lie. I need this money to succeed. Help me out here. I don't have nobody else. I have only you. Now, there are five stages of grief. The first is denial. The second is anger. The third is bargaining. The fourth is depression. And the fifth is acceptance. Breakups can cause overwhelming and long-lasting grief because you're dealing with the loss of someone you once loved and cared for. Yeah, it was uh, being single through the pandemic was tough because it was somebody had built a part of my life around so it was someone that if you had any tough times you could always talk to them about it and find some solace but here's a case where this person had was no longer um, present in your life post-pandemic efokosi went through the four stages of grief during the pandemic now that we're in the post-pandemic phase he's been able to reach the fifth stage made possible by releasing what no longer serves him. 
there needs to be some some space so i ended up deleting her number deleting all of her pictures deleting anything that reminded me of her and i tried to move on and eventually i did it wasn't easy though but i did i was, I was able to move on eventually and um, yeah and recently her, her invitation to her wedding came up and apparently she's getting married to someone she said was a friend when we were dating. And I'm like, well, it's always the one they say, don't be, don't worry about that. You eventually have to start worrying about. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I can say I'm healed. Um, I've moved on from her. Yeah, not to sound uh, cliche, but it was just more of, you know, there are other people out there. There's not the end of the line for you. I mean, you're young. I was 25. Yeah, I was 25 by then. 25, 26. So I was like, you're young. I mean, yeah, you wanted to marry this person. It didn't work out. doesn't mean that's the end of the road for you. Um, keep your head up and someone else will come. Hopefully someone better. By the end of the day, you, you have you have other things you need to take care of. So focus on those things now. This is past time. Just leave it as that. There's nothing you can do about it. Things live, things die. So if this is died, marry, uh, mourn it, bury it, and get over it. So yeah, I did mourn my relationship, which I must say is necessary. If anybody's going through a breakup, mourn it. You know, trying to say that, oh, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. But at the end of the day, it takes a toll. So mourn it. Morning, let's go over the memories. And as for Mari, well, she's found love again. This time, offline. I am in a situationship. That's what they call it nowadays, isn't it? Um, we are getting to know each other. Um, Intentions are known, but words have not been said officially, quote-unquote. I don't even know what it means nowadays. <laughs> yeah, but apparently we're doing everything that people in a relationship do, but the words have not been said. Very confusing. So, I love you have been said. I have feelings for you has been said. You're the only person I am with has been said, but you are not my girlfriend. I do want to be my girlfriend has not been asked. <laughs> I need to explain that after all these years of separation, I haven't healed. These kind of things don't go away. You have a lot of my females walking around being all like, yeah, I'm over it. Yeah, that guy is gone. He's dead to me, but it's a lie. I cannot sing, very honestly and sincerely, I cannot sing that tune because this is somebody I spent almost a decade getting to know and being with. And it's not that simple to erase somebody like that from your life. And it wasn't all that bad. We had times when he was there for me and it was amazing. And then things happened that led. I won't be doing our the, like the memory of our friendship or relationship justice if I'm like, oh, he was all bad. It was all on him. Let's move on. 
it was also on me. I was growing up. I had some growing up to do as well. And I'm sure that if the coin was flipped and he was supposed to also be on this podcast saying his story, there are certain things or actions or reactions I might have given that also gave him traumas as well. But I have the privilege to be here right now. So I get to see my side. But I haven't healed. And I am... Sometimes I question why I allowed certain things happen to me and my emotions and all of that. But then we have this generation, my people right now, where they don't want to be really honest about their hurts, their pain. Everybody wants to be a hard guy and come on social media and act like they are okay. And I'm just saying it's okay to to not be okay. Special thanks to Mari and Epo Kossi for sharing their stories with me. And special thanks to my brothers Ohini and Senyo for lending me their voices. And special thanks to you, Derry Corbier. And many thanks to you for listening. Make sure to watch episode one of The Love Is Show on YouTube at The Ink Presents. This episode of The Love Is Podcast was written and produced by me. Agnes Apiefa Into, and recorded at the Residence Productions in Accra, Ghana, mixed and mastered by Derry Corbier. The theme song was written and sung by David J. This has been a 1228 Inc. production. I am Agnes Into, and thank you so much for listening. And until next time, I am sending you so much love, light, and blessings. <laughs>